VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you on VoiceAmerica.com. I was one of the early people or early pioneers, I would say, on Internet radio. I started with Voice America. I'm now going in my eighth year here, and I totally believe in the power of the Internet. And if you look at where Voice America was, we had maybe 15, 20 hosts, and now there are over 200. I'm very excited about this kind of programming, folks, because it allows us the opportunity to get the best of the best in positive programming, for you to be inspired and enlightened, to learn. And this program, Positive Living, is all about turning your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and making your dreams come true. And today is certainly no exception. If you're listening today live on Monday, September 22nd, you can give us a call right here on voiceamerica.com at 866-472-5788. If not, all these shows are podcasts. You can go to my website, patriciaraskin.com or raskinresources.com, and you can listen to all of my radio programs. I have three, and they are all streamed, out, streamed live, and then the Internet shows are certainly archived. So do, do that. Take a look at my newsletter and my blog and email me as well. I would love to hear from you. Today we are talking about what is your personal calling? What is your personal, we call it renaissance, what, how do you live a meaningful life? Well, this one I know because this is what I do through my work. And so it's very exciting to talk about this today with my guest. My guest is Diane Dreyer, Ph.D. and best-selling author of The Tao of Inner Peace. She holds a doctorate in Renaissance literature from UCLA, and she's a professor at Santa Clara University. She's a teacher and spiritual counselor for over 20 years. And we're talking about her brand new book, which is called Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. Welcome, Diane. My pleasure to be here. What do you mean, true calling and renaissance? What does renaissance really mean? Renaissance literally means rebirth, um, renewal. And I believe that each of us goes through many seasons in our lives, and each time we're faced with challenge or change, there's an opportunity for us to reach in to our, our, our deepest self, get in touch with our passions, our talents, what we truly love, and rediscover ourselves at a deeper level, recreate uh, opportunities for our lives. Mm-hmm. The Renaissance in Western Europe was a time of tremendous change, tremendous challenge. Uh, you know, they had the uh, discovery of, well, the invention of the printing press in 1450 and this absolute explosion of knowledge that's been seconded only by the Internet today. Mm-hmm. They discovered new worlds as we're exploring space. Yes. And they invented the telescope and the microscope as we mm-hmm. map the human genome and are, are discovering the hidden regions of our brains with functional MRI. So it was really a time of the Renaissance. That's what you're talking about. That's right. And it's I a time. And in a way, the Internet is bringing us a Renaissance, isn't it? There, we have so many parallels to the Renaissance, to Leonardo da Vinci's time Renaissance today. Mm-hmm. We've got 
earth-changing, you know, major challenges all around us. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's a time for us, whether the challenge and upheaval is a personal one, we're laid off, we're divorced, yeah, we, uh, which you hear a lot of today. Yeah. I mean, you almost either hear I'm laid off or I'm divorced. I mean, I hate to right. say that. This is positive living. Mm-hmm. But we have more personal change today than we probably had in the last 50 years. We absolutely do. Um, we're, at, we're at, I think, a tipping point in the, uh, you know, the evolution of the planet. And yeah. the, the reason that the Renaissance in Western Europe uh, was such a creative time is that people believed that each of them was given these, these uh, unique gifts or talents, and it was their duty and their destiny to discover these and to use them, mm-hmm. to embrace them, to make a All right, so let me ask you, Diane, how do you relate this to our philosophy today? And let me be very practical in my approach. You know, what do you say to somebody who says, oh, yeah, well, that's all really good about the Renaissance then, but I've been in my work 30 years, and I don't know if I can go to my true purpose now. I'm a little older, and I don't know if my finances will hold out so that I can do that, or I've just been through a life-changing personal situation. I'm not sure I want to start over and go for my true calling. What do you say to those folks? What I say to them is that each of us has these incredible inner resources that we very often forget about. And these resources are, you know, what brings us joy, what what we really love to do, what gives us energy and excitement. And a lot of times we're so dragged down by our to-do lists and our obligations and responsibilities and our fears that we lose touch with what we love. And I'm not saying that a person needs to jump from, you know, a job that he or she is bored with or, you know, whatever, into the great unknown in one big, huge leap, I'm saying that there are, there are a number of small steps. And the first step is to, to step back and to just sort of say, what do I really love to do? What brings mm-hmm. me joy? And to connect with that because that gives us energy to change, positive energy, not the energy of fear. So a lot of people are out, out of touch with what they truly love to do. Yeah. So, you know, this is sort of the same kind of question is, how do you maintain your sense of calling, you know, you really love this, when you're in a very stressful world? And again, bringing up the money piece, when you may not have the resources to carry out this mission. I, again, um, throughout my book, emphasize that the change need not be, you know, like climbing Mount Everest. All at once. Not all at once. No, that's too scary. But that it's, it's, a, it's a path, it's a journey, it's a one-step-at-a-time uh, process. And the first step might be to just, you know, remember what we loved to do as a child mm-hmm. or think about a time that we felt really joyous and empowered and happy. What were we doing? What are our gifts? And then uh, the positive psychologist Martin Seligman, Chris uh, Peterson, and a number of others have uh, developed these online surveys about finding our signature strengths and done research showing that when people use their strengths on a regular basis, they are happier, physically healthier, mm-hmm. and more successful. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's this incredible powerhouse resource that we can get in touch with. And once we do that, and start using our gifts in a little way. Um, if I if I love art, but I'm in a boring job, um, maybe my first step would be to 
you know, go buy a sketchbook and mm-hmm. just go out on my lunch hour and make a couple of, you know, just sketch, just play. That's all. Um, that's step one. But that as we take step one, then step two is revealed to us and we build this energy momentum, this positive energy that really helps lead us toward a more productive future. So, again, what you're saying is definitely do something. Yeah. Do something that brings you to that. But it may, you know, it may, as you said, it may start as a, as a hobby. Absolutely. A lot of times people, and sometimes people, especially in Silicon Valley, where I live out here in California, a lot of people in Silicon Valley have a day job that pays the bills. And then they have their true calling, which might be to be a musician or to be a writer. And that's okay, too. Uh, a lot of people in the Renaissance did that very same thing. Yes, yeah. But I think what you're talking about here is identifying that purpose and that passion and going for it. Don't let your life go by and not attend to that calling. I think that's what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh, too many people I've known live their lives in, in, a, in a very kind of a dull uh, black and white and to be in touch with on a daily basis, what yeah. gives us joy and meaning and passion, brings color to our lives. Yet I, I want to say something, being someone who does just that and has been doing it. There is, Diane, a risk involved. It's uncertain at times. It's not always stable. You know, it's not like 9 to 5 where you get up and you go to work and you come home and you have a steady paycheck. So there are some risks involved, and I'd like you to address that. There are risks involved, and I think every individual needs to figure out what he or she is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, uh, who worked for years as a secretary. That was how she paid the bills. Uh, Gertrude Welch, actually, she received a, an award from the state of California for her calling. Her true calling was working for social justice. Mm-hmm. And so she marched with Cesar Chavez. She has written letters, gone on citizen diplomacy missions to countries around the world, worked with her churches, fed the hungry, uh, sheltered the homeless, done all of this. And when she finally retired from uh, working at Santa Clara University as a secretary, she decided now she could work full-time for peace and justice. Uh, she paid her bills. Uh, she was a single mother, supported her daughters, obviously, by her, her job. And she, she couldn't just quit her job and go marching off to, you know, to save the world. She, she had to be practical. But she, she managed to move forward and to, to really live her dream while being um, you know, practical. So did she eventually give up what she was doing, or did she stay with the secretarial work? She uh, she bailed out of the secretarial job uh, when she was, I think, about sixty three, mm-hmm. uh, and retired. Uh, so because she had enough income then, retirement income, social mm-hmm. security, she you know owned her home. She could she could manage uh, productively, and and pay the bills. And then she could work full-time for Peace and Justice, which is what she said. So that's what she did. She went full-time. Yeah. Okay. And she, she did it gradually, incrementally. Uh, that's, that's important. It's too scary for a lot of people to just jump off into the great unknown. Absolutely. And I wouldn't recommend that. You know. All right. We're going to take a break. 
My guest today is Diane Dreyer, Ph.D., best-selling author of the Tao, the Tao of Inner Peace. She holds a doctorate in Renaissance literature from UCLA and is a professor at Santa Clara University. She's the author of the brand-new book, Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. And we're going to talk about those 12 steps when we come back. If you are listening today, which is live, which is Monday, September 22nd, 11 a.m. Pacific or 2 p.m. Eastern, you can give us a call right here at Voice America at 866-472-5788. These shows are also uh, downloaded and they are archived, and you can certainly listen to them on Voice America or on my site, patriciaraskin.com or raskinresources.com. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle okay Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hello, everybody. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And as I always say in this program, 
Positive Living is about helping you turn your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and making your dreams come true. You can log on to my website, patriciaraskin.com or raskinresources.com. I have three different radio programs, all Positive Living titled, and they are all streamed live on demand, and the Internet shows are archived so you can listen at your leisure. We have a great guest for you today. If you happen to be listening live on Monday, September 22nd, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern, and between 11 and noon Pacific, you can call Voice America at 866-472-5788. I have a terrific guest for you today. My guest is Diane Dreyer, and she is the author of the book, Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. She's the best-selling author of The Tao of Inner Peace. Welcome back, Diane. Thank you. Okay, let's start talking about your 12 steps to personal power. So uh, the first one I think we talked about, which is a sense of calling, correct? Yeah. Well, the, the sense of calling is our personal renaissance. It's to discover our, our identity, you know, our creative possibilities. So that the first step is discovery, discovery of our gifts, you know, what what do I love to do? What brings me joy and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, gives my life excitement? What did I love to do as a child? And there are a number of practices and processes, including a free online survey in my book that show how people can, can do that. The second... Hey, I want to say something about that. I usually don't talk about personal stuff, but it's interesting when you ask that, what did I do as a child? Because as a child, I was a singer and I was a performer. And I danced, and I, my mother was a pianist, and I sang with her. So that was my childhood. And now as an adult, I'm using my voice again to be a radio talk show host. So it really does fit in. Wow, that's perfect. I know. Yeah. I know, except I was in front of the camera. Then I've done television work. But I've thought about that often, how, you know, my voice is still being utilized, and people are hearing it, but it's not in singing. <laughs> and, and in both cases, in both contexts, you reached out to people with your voice. Yes, yes, with the and voice. And made a creative connection. Yeah, so interesting. All right, number two is what? Number two is detachment. So that the first thing to do is discover, which gives us this, you know, positive energy momentum. And, and shows us what we really love to do, reminds us of that. But then most of us are so uh, bogged down with the daily details of our lives that uh, we feel, how am I ever going to have time to do what I love to do? I've got to do all these other things. So uh, the second step is is to really look at what we do, You know, do a, a time management audit, uh, write down what we feel like we have to do, and then realize maybe there's some of those things I can delegate some of the ways I spend my time are really kind of a drain uh, on my energies so that to do some pruning uh, of our lives. And now, when you say detachment, thing. Diane, what do you mean? What is detach? Because when I think of detachment, I think of pulling away. Pulling away from things that don't give us Got joy it. and meaning, which might mean uh, having you know, some, uh, a really negative co- uh, co-worker who comes and dumps on us all the time and wastes our time and drains our energies. It can mean uh, spending too much time watching television uh, or too much time doing uh, chores that we could maybe delegate or simplify. So whatever drains us, you know, whatever distracts us from our true calling. And All right, the third one is discernment. discernment. Embracing your values, living with heart. Right, discernment is, is being in touch 
with what we truly value. So, for example, if your one of your gifts is is your voice, there are lots of ways to use your voice. But you can use your voice to connect with your values. If you value helping people discover what brings their lives joy and meaning, then uh, you know making a positive difference in the world versus just going out and lecturing about. Right, rocks or something. Okay, <laughs> so to connect your gifts with your values, and mm-hmm. again, there are a lot of practices. You know, what do I value in life? What really brings me meaning? Uh, what do I believe in? Well, and isn't it true that if you connect your desire to your values, it's not a chore for you? I mean, certainly there are going to be things that are chores within that when you have to do mundane things you don't like. But if it's part of that, you'll do it because you're doing what you love. Absolutely. It's tremendously energizing. A lot of people who are not in touch with their callings are tired all the time. Mm-hmm. And the people who are you know, in touch with their callings get the joy of their gifts and then their values, and they're, they're, they're inspired. That's and they're true. inspiring. No, I find that. It's true. And then you, you start to really be so grateful because you feel blessed that you're able to do your calling. Yeah, and and so that there's this positive momentum. You know, a body in motion tends to remain in motion. Once we're connected to what we love and what we value, uh, there's no stopping us. Mm-hmm. The fourth step is to just, you know, to, to chart our course, to figure out what we can do uh, to set some goals so that instead of just going exploding off in 84 directions at once to uh, to say, okay, so what am I going to do? This is my, this is, these are my gifts and this is what I value. And what's the first step? And, you know, to, to set out some meaningful, manageable, small steps that will mm-hmm. take us in the direction of our goals. And there's a whole yeah. discipline called hope psychology that uh, shows people how to make their, uh, their dreams mm-hmm. into reality. And there's also a, a positive psychology, too. Mm-hmm. Positive psychology. Hope psychology is a, is a subset of positive psychology, mm-hmm. which is fantastic that... Uh, Martin Seligman, who, of course, wrote... Yes, there's a whole organization around that. Yeah, I belong to it, actually. And uh, it's, it's finally people are actually measuring scientifically mm-hmm. and getting data to prove what in our hearts we've always known. You know? And it's called, I think, International Positive Psychology Association? That's right. Something, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we have time before the break for one more. Number four in your 12 steps to finding your true calling is direction, turning your ideals into action. You bet. Okay, so that those, that's the process. And then the next eight steps are actually part of what I call a creative counterculture to help support us in living our callings. And uh, quickly, they are faith, some kind of belief in something larger than ourselves. It can be the environment, can be a mission in life, uh, the next one, a daily examine, checking in with ourselves. Community, uh, the next one. Contemplation, again, finding an inner oasis of peace can be a contemplative practice. Creativity, reading and reflection, physical exercise, and discipline and dedication. And I have a chapter to each one of these, each, you know, final eight steps of the 12-step process which shows how people in the Renaissance uh, exercised their faith or how people in the Renaissance made lists, uh, you know, went over what they needed to do on a daily basis, uh, 
checked in with themselves. Because, you know, there still are a lot of people who don't check in with themselves mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, and that's the, that's the next part. And, by the way, we both need to speak up, Diane, louder. Okay. The next part is faith, trusting your life and your world. So part of speaking up is having faith and trust in yourself. Absolutely. Uh, we need to have faith. We need to, we need to renew our faith. There, there are a lot of things that uh, assault us, uh, disturb us, uh, make us doubt. You know, the demon of self-doubt is, is out there, uh, you know, with, in the news every day saying, oh, all these terrible things are happening. So we need to have a strong faith that there are positive alternatives, you know, and that we're, we're a part of that. Right. All right. Let's take a look at the next one. Daily examine, staying on course with your dreams. That's a tough one because many times we can get off course. Absolutely. And I tell a story of Francis Bacon, actually, in the Renaissance, who, uh, who wanted to be a scientist and a philosopher, and yet he got, his ego got him pulled into politics. He eventually uh, became uh, Lord Chancellor and, uh, of England, and he got arrested and actually uh, for, for accepting a bribe and was, you know, thrown out of office and was, uh, he spent his last few years in disgrace and said at the end of his life that he had taken a detour from what he was truly called to do. And he felt like, you know, his life would, was without meaning. Actually, he did a number of very effective scientific, uh, you know, treatises. But he could have done much more. He, he took a detour. He got off the course. Uh, it's easy to do that. We're tempted by all kinds of externals. So it's important for us, I think, and I say on a daily basis, even if it's only for a minute, to, to just check in with ourselves, to ask ourselves a, a number of short questions or to review, to look at our gifts, to look at our values, you know, to write them down and to just have a little three-by-five card, if you will, that, that states that and to look at our direction goals and say, am I on course? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, I need to get back. And if I am, you know, great, let's celebrate that fact. And what's my next step? All right. And on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Diane Dreyer. She's a Ph.D., and she's the author of The Tao of Inner Peace. She's a best-selling author of that book. And she has a new book, which is called Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. She has a doctorate in Renaissance Literature from UCLA and is a professor at Santa Clara University. And we're talking about the 12 steps that really help you come up with your life's calling. And we, uh, so far we've talked about realizing your joys, discoveries, and getting rid of the things that don't serve you, which is detachment, then really making sure that your vision is close to your values, and that having direction and making sure that you're using action steps that put you in that direction, then trusting your life, trusting having intuition, believing in yourself, and then we just talked about staying on course and really looking at that each day and making sure that we are, we are on course. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other six steps to finding your life's true calling. Uh, you can log on to diandreer.com. Is that right, Diane? That's right. D-I-A-N-E-D-R-E-H-E-R.com. And uh, certainly, um, she, can they write to you there as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. You're listening to Pop Living. 
Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Hold on, Diane. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Voice America. Well, hello everybody and welcome back. Welcome back to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, this program is about turning your problems into solutions and your challenges into opportunities and making your dreams come true. And you can contact me through my website, patriciaraskin.com, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, or patricia at raskinresources.com. I've got a newsletter and a blog. I've got three radio shows. I would love to hear from you. So do that. And, folks, I do want to tell you that we have a wonderful guest today. If you happen to be listening live today, which is September the 22nd on Monday, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and between 11 and noon Pacific, I would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 866-472-5788. My guest today is Diane Dreyer, and Diane Dreyer is the best-selling author of the book, The Tao of Inner Peace. She's the author of the brand-new book, Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True 
calling. She is also a Renaissance literature professor, holds a doctorate in Renaissance literature from UCLA, and is a professor at Santa Clara University. Welcome back, Diane. Welcome. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Good. All right. We're talking about these wonderful steps to finding your life's true calling. I think we talked about um, staying on course with your dreams. Right. Let's go to Renaissance community, gaining support from mentors and friends. Absolutely. Our culture, one of one of our advantages is that we're a very individualistic culture. You know, we're strong, especially Americans, you know, um, kind of, but we're, that's also our weakness. You know, I, I learned from studying Shakespeare years ago that all the tragic heroes, their greatest strength was also their greatest weakness. We are so individualistic that we often feel like we've got to do everything ourselves. And if we do that, we're cutting ourselves off from one of the, the most important sources of power, which is synergy. Uh, getting together you know, a group of creative people who can reinforce each other builds that power in, you know, uh, in, in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. So that in the Renaissance, uh, people knew each other, people supported each other, people had mentors who helped them discover their gifts and move forward in their callings and celebrate their, their victories. So I'm suggesting in my book that that each of us needs to intentionally form a creative community, uh, a renaissance community of friends and and family, co-workers, whoever supports us. Find other people who have dreams and and get together and and help them realize their dreams. Mm -hmm. So again, that's that whole networking piece. That's what we find on on the Internet, right, with social networking. Absolutely, social networking, um, friends, you know, supporting friends. Um, a, a number of years ago, there were these women's consciousness raising groups. I, I went to one. It's just, just getting together with other people, and, and you have more to celebrate. and You feel like you're not alone. Earlier, we talked about how scary, how, how, how fearful, how risky it is to, to go step out in the direction of your dreams. And it is kind of scary if you're all by yourself out there. But if you've got a supportive community... You're not alone. Uh, a friend of mine is a musician who's just put out a, a beautiful new uh, CD called Shine about finding your true self. And two weeks ago, she and I did a book signing um, CD uh, kind of promotion. She she sang her songs, and I talked about my book. And it was uh, a full house, and it was so much fun and so energizing that we've decided we're going to do that uh, again, you know, to help mm-hmm. each other, to support each other. In, in so that's really, again, like you said, it's, it's the community mm-hmm. and it's support, community. having support. Absolutely. So find people who, uh, who, who think like you do or who have a dream yes. and who are ready to kind of move forward and, and get a team together. And meet with them on a regular basis because it's so important to have that. Yeah, you can't. Mark Victor Hansen once said, in order to make it, you have to have a dream, but then you have to have a team. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number eight contemplation, finding your inner oasis of peace. So I think you're talking here about getting away on your own by yourself and just meditating and reflecting. That's right. Which sounds like just the opposite, the, uh, the yin versus the yang of, of teamwork and community. We also need time alone to listen to our hearts. And our culture doesn't give us much of that time. We've got to take it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we uh, just sort of go with what's going on, the status quo out there, we're surrounded by noise, busyness, and de- daily demands. So to, uh, 
to find a place where we can be at peace, to find a practice, whether it's a, you know, a traditional meditation practice or taking a walk in nature, um, going off and, and just, you know, listening to music by ourselves, doing something that puts us in touch with our hearts so that we can stay in touch with our source of inspiration. So important. Yeah. And also, don't you find that if you don't take time for yourself, then you get muddled. It's too much in your head. It's too much activity. And you lose sight of certain things. Very, very true. I I totally agree. Uh, Whenever I'm feeling really frazzled, and just you know, there's just too much stuff going on. I realize I need to back off and give myself you know a little time to just take, take a breather. Literally, we need that. Uh, we breathe in and breathe out. You know, our the whole world of nature is based upon again yin and yang. You know, the uh, active and the contemplative. But we're such a busy, con- active society that that we've robbed ourselves of, of the joy, the inspiration, and the, the personal renewal that we, that we can get by having a little contemplative time. Some people, uh, one busy woman I know, can only do that when she takes a bath. Mm. And so her, her time to take a bath is, is her contemplative time. She puts a sign on the door, you know, draw, has a bubble bath. You know, that's a good point, Diane. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word meditation, they think they've got to be, you know, on a mountaintop somewhere and totally clear their mind. And that's difficult for people. And what you're saying is it doesn't have to be there. It can be anywhere that's, that gives you quiet and stillness. Yeah, and we're different. I mean, there, there are some things, there are such things as walking meditation. My husband um, is a marathon runner, and he finds his his contemplative practice out running, mm-hmm. but not running, you know, like in a rat race, but running in nature by himself, you know, mm-hmm. being in touch with his own body's rhythms and just being at peace. Yeah, so true. All right, let's do another one, which is creativity, making your life a work of art, number nine. Yes, the Renaissance, as we know, was a time of great art and creativity because people believed that each of them had unique gifts, that they were all creative individuals. And I'm I'm convinced that having some kind of creative practice, whether it's painting, drawing, singing, playing the piano, uh, sketching, doing macrame, um, needlepoint, you know, you name it, ceramics. Um, Something creative, woodworking, working in the garden, that being, you know, doing something tactile that uh, is not cerebral, but that really puts us in touch with color and form and harmony, does wonderful things for our brains. There have been studies about the effect of music on the brain. Yes. It's interesting you'd say that. When I work, so I have a home office, so when I work, Almost always, I have music on, and it's it's this, it's music like Mozart, or like very soft atmospheric music, and it really helps me. It helps my brain. Oh yeah, um, music creates you know all kinds of neural connections and patterns there, and when we when we perceive the patterns in a work of art like music, we are also able to perceive meaningful patterns in our lives. Somehow that. That creative ability transcends, you know, the, the artwork and gets mm-hmm. into our daily lives and really mm-hmm. does make our lives a work of art. Right. 
All right. Do speak up more, Diane. We're fading in and out here again. Okay. Yeah. And being creative, as you said, can be many things. I mean, whether it's baking, it could be cooking, gardening, anything like that. Oh, yeah. Cooking can be extremely creative. And a lot of friends I know find uh, a renewal in the kitchen, just making a new recipe. You know, it's fun. They're putting color and texture and taste together and working with form and uh, exercising their creativity. And it, it's, it also helps relieve stress. I mean, it's, it's fantastic and, and gives them new, new inspiration when they go back to whatever their jobs or, you know, lives are. Diane, do you teach workshops in, in this kind of work, in, in the mission, finding your dreams, in your true calling? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I've studied the lives of over 100 Renaissance men and women, and uh, I've also done my own survey research on vocation, and I also give workshops, retreats, and conference presentations on these principles. I have for the past five years given workshops on vocation on these very principles, and they really work. I'm, I'm just amazed with the results I've seen. Mm. All right. So if people would like to write to you or learn more, do they log on to the website, dianedreher.com, D-R-E-H-E-R? That's right. And there's a contact page. They can just click on that, and they'll send me an email. Wonderful. And your workshops are listed there as well? Yes. Okay. All right. My guest today is Diane Dreyer, and she's the author of the best-selling book, The Tao of Inner Peace. She has a brand-new book, and her new book is Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. And in this book, she does talk about 12 steps and what can we do to really actualize our dream, make it happen through time management, through getting the support we need, through the steps that really help to solidify what it is we really want to do. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Diane more about that. And I just want to share a little bit more about my work. Log on to RaskinResources.com or PatriciaRaskin.com. And there you will find a newsletter and a blog and my three radio shows. And I'd be happy to answer you if you want to write to me. And you would write to me at Patricia at RaskinResources.com or Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Okay, folks, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, if you're listening live on September 22nd, Monday between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern, 11 and noon Pacific, you can call us at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. 
Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com everyone and welcome back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. As I always say, this program, Positive Living, is about turning your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and making your dreams come true. I've been with this vision for 25 years. Talk about the steps to find your life's true calling. And what's so exciting is that this is my true calling. I'm able to make my dream come true by helping you make your dream come true through these amazing and incredible guests that I interview each week. And today certainly is no exception. My guest today is Diane Dreyer. She is a Ph.D. and the best-selling author of The Tao of Inner Peace. She holds a doctorate in Renaissance literature from UCLA and is a professor at Santa Clara University. Her new book that we're talking about today is Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your true life's, your Life's True Calling. Welcome back, Diane. Thank you. Okay, we've got three more steps. Reading and reflection, exploring new worlds within and around you. Talk about that one. Okay, first of all, people in the Renaissance learned to read uh, because they had books. Uh, before the Renaissance, books were very rare and costly. So what happened was within a generation, um, Shakespeare's parents were illiterate. They signed their names with an X. We all know what Shakespeare did, okay? There was a major generation gap, as, as you see. My big uh, theory here is that reading created incredible new neural connections in the brains of people during the Renaissance, made them more aware of their possibilities, made them more reflective, and uh, a lot of recent discoveries in neuroscience have, have really borne this out, that reading exercises our brains like, like a triathlon. You know, It does amazing things and, and creates new neural connections. So reading, having a practice of reading, exercising that part of our brains, but also being aware of our own life stories. Mm. Each of us has a narrative. You know, who we were as a child, what we've been looking for. We're all on a journey of meaning and discovery. So that reading and reading about other people's lives, reading about biographies, and then looking at the story and the shape of our own lives and really watching that take shape as we reflect on those patterns. That gives us, again, a way of navigating through life which we, we really need in this culture. There are too many distractions otherwise. Well, and I think when you said reflecting, and wouldn't that really go into the aspect of journaling for people to write down their stories? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, whatever it takes, sometimes going to a workshop, sometimes keeping a journal and then reflecting back on the journal, looking for patterns 
each of us has meaningful patterns in our lives, and those patterns can tell us things, you know, can give us real insights into who we are and where we're going. Sometimes we find ourselves repeating the same pattern over and over again until we learn from it. Very true. Next one, physical exercise, building strength and wisdom. Yeah, it goes without saying that people in the Renaissance exercised more than we do. They didn't have cars. They didn't have telephones. uh, They didn't have the kind of transportation we take for granted so that uh, in order to get anywhere, they mainly walked. So people exercise their brains when they walk. There have been all kinds of studies that show that, you know, it increases blood flow to the brain when we have physical exercise. Exercise revitalizes us. So to have some kind of regular exercise practice, and not something that you hate to do, but something that is fun, you know, something that you can walk with a friend or uh, take a dance class or Pilates, yoga, you know, run, whatever. Just do something on a regular basis because we are bodies as well as minds, and too many of us spend most of our days just sitting in a car at a desk, Mm -hmm. you know, in front of TV. Well, the, the good thing, too, about movement is once you've done a lot of movement, whether it's running or yoga or an active sport like football or baseball, no matter what it is, once you've done that, usually your body starts to require it. So once you get into the habit, then it, it also it usually uh, perpetuates itself. Do you find that? Yes, that's building a positive momentum. There have been studies that show that, you know, Some studies say 21 days, some studies say 30 days. But if you can keep at something for, you know, as long as it takes for you to get used to it, Mm -hmm. then uh, you you tend to just keep on doing it. Right. Now, the last one is discipline and dedication, bringing your dreams to life. Yeah, to have a daily discipline in our lives. And discipline is a word that a lot of people find terribly aversive. It's like being punished or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, a discipline can be something that gives us structure to our days. You know, what, what does it take to, uh, to keep moving forward on our journey? I think, uh, you know, perseverance, there are a lot of stories about perseverance, and I think that just having a daily discipline, doing, having certain practices that we do, and actually having, having the discipline, the self-discipline, and the dedication to live what we believe so I realize that's all very general. Um, what a, one person's discipline might look like, I have a friend who's a concert pianist, is that he practices two hours at least every day, mm-hmm. regardless of what day it is. That's his discipline. Uh, I have another friend who's a novelist, and he writes every day. He says, if I can't write every day, then I can't call myself a writer, mm-hmm. even if it's only 15 minutes. Yeah. To just make sure that he's checking in, that he's he's moving forward, that he's doing something that moves him toward his goal. Don't you think, though, that when you when this is your calling, you do that naturally because you love it? You don't think, oh, I've got to do this for two hours a day. You do it because it's what you want to do. You do, yeah. I mean, there there's absolutely, and if if you're doing something and you don't love it, then and maybe it's not your calling. Right. And this is a wake up right. call there. All right, let's talk for the few minutes we have left, Diane, about some of the people you've interviewed who are Renaissance people or you've studied. Okay, well, there's one young woman whom I find uh, terrifically inspiring, Carol Sloan, who um, 
actually contacted me when I was writing this book. She's uh, an artist, a media, new media artist. She does all kinds of things, um, has done studies in research in the effect of art on our health. And she contacted me a few years ago, right when uh, New Orleans was being hit by Hurricane Katrina and she was evacuated to Memphis. We corresponded for quite some time, and Carol did amazing things. She, she didn't lose hope. She realized she was an artist. She was going to be doing research with a professor at a university medical school. The medical school was now underwater, so, and you know, her home was damaged. Uh, she, she didn't have really anything except her dream. She went back and forth between Memphis and New Orleans for a year, but not not just, you know, to rebuild her life. She helped organize a grant writing workshop to help other artists rebuild their lives. Hmm. She visited schools and, and worked with children in alternative schools to discover the creative power of art in their life. And in 2006, she finally moved back to New Orleans in the spring of that year. In November of 2006, she received an award from People Magazine in New York City about, uh, you know, for her creative work, for her dedication. Mm-hmm. And she's yes. now finishing her master's degree at Tulane University. She's published uh, her first book of, of uh, kind of prose poetry. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that wonderful? new media. And, mm-hmm. and she believes, she told me, that each one of us has a talent, has a gift yes. that we can do, use and develop that not only brings power and energy to our lives, but helps heal this beautiful planet we call home. Mm, what a beautiful closing thought. Before we close, who's been your most inspirational Renaissance person from the Renaissance? It depends on what day it is. <laughs> All right, just throw one out. It's probably today it's William Shakespeare. Mm. The fact that a young boy could grow up in the English countryside, the son of a glove maker, with uh, no family support for his dream and uh, create these incredible poems and plays mm-hmm. that inspire us to this day by following his calling. Mm-hmm. I think that's truly remarkable. Mm. Closing thoughts. If people get one thing out of this interview today, Diane, what would you like them to get? I'd like to, to remind people that we are in a critical period in the life of this planet. And in this time, we can either fall backward into fear or move forward into a new renaissance of hope. And mm-hmm. we can do that find that hope by finding our own sense of calling, by finding and embracing what we love and moving forward with with hope, with optimism, with creativity to heal our lives and heal and transform our world. Thank you, Diane. How beautiful. Stay on the line. Thank you so much for being on the program. Diane Dreher, author of Your Personal Renaissance, 12 Steps to Finding Your Life's True Calling. Remember, folks, as I always close the show, I say stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next Monday, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. 
And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Thank you.